The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we have two players ready to pummel each other in our perennial puzzle podcast. In one corner, Tan Hut, get on your face and give this contender 20 push-ups before he quizzes you into latrine duty. It's Tom the Drill Sergeant. Yeah. Nice. Tom, welcome to the show, and let the folks at uh, home know a little bit about you. Well, good morning. I'm Tom Sargent. I uh, I live in Aiken, South Carolina, which is near Augusta, Georgia. I'm uh, I, I do a lot of things, but my favorite thing I do is I coach high school girls soccer. I have a nice. Nice. My my paying jobs are making wooden pallets. I have a company that does that, and. Uh, and then, as um, Adam knows, I have a side hustle liquor store that mm-hmm. he's pretty excited about. <laughs> yeah, getting a new connection is always a good thing. But um, my favorite thing to do is coach high school girls soccer, and I coach at South Aiken High School. Nice. I need more of these. This is like my current favorite right now. Oh, 13th, 13th Colony, yeah. Double Oaks, Cast Strength. If you find it, I will buy them. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, we're working on some side hustle stuff. I'll guys. write that down in my little notes <laughs> here. Double oak. There you go. Yep. In the other corner, he's a little loony. And in this cartoony, he's invading our trivia game. It's Jamie the Tiny Toon. Hey, what's up? I think that's the first time someone's called me tiny. But <laughs> I'm happy to be here once again. Let us uh, know a little bit more about you. Uh, my name's Jamie. I'm from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Sunny St. Louis, Missouri, although it's snowing here right now. Um, I'm a tattoo artist and graphic designer and I do a whole bunch of other stuff too, like do a lot of tabletop gaming stuff. And that's kind of where my focus is. My time is spent most of the time these days. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm uh, happy to be here finally after getting knocked out of the, uh, the marathon (laughs) Patreon tournament. Yeah. Yes. We are excited about the adjustments. Um, you know, we've got, uh, upcoming, is the new style where everyone's going to be doing their play in rounds, and then in, on the main feed it'll just be the main sixteen. Kind of curious how things will go. So, just a reminder, anybody out there, if you haven't signed up, you should have signed up by now already. As it, it's too late now. <laughs> uh, pretty much. It's, yeah, I think we might have. Yeah, we would have recorded everything by now. So never mind. <laughs> All right. But it's not too late to be a patron because we can still get you on uh, a regular game. A regular, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, you get it on a regular game. Yep. And we're actually we've we've made the tournament not massive, so we'll actually have some regular games this year. At least like a month, right? One month of regular games this year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. 
The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I want to know our contenders just a little bit more. And since I mentioned uh, kind of the, the Tiny Toons thing, I want to know, gentlemen, what's your favorite Looney Tunes character? Hmm. I've got one. Okay. My, Go my, my go-to for Looney Tunes character has always been Foghorn Leghorn. I can't stop laughing when I see him. The accent, the mannerisms, the trying to teach the baby chick how to build an airplane and throw a baseball and do all that is <laughs> never dull. All right. Um, well, I I can tell you who my least favorite is from being a tattoo artist, and that's, of course, the Tasmanian Devil. But my favorite is probably Bugs Bunny. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a cheap answer, but the man's, you know, is, he's right. got it going is on. Is the Tasmanian Devil, like, the most uh, requested Oh, it's just kind of, of a stereotypical, of like, just kind of dumb tattoo that Okay. Everybody's had to right. do a couple times, at least. Well, both uh, <laughs> I think classic characters, and uh, there's nothing quite as funny as you know Bugs Bunny dressing up as a woman and tricking Elmer Fudd. But I say, I said, boy, <laughs> I gotta go with Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Tom, you're gonna pick first in round one. What category would you like? I'll go sports. Ooh. All right. And we're going to start off in the 2000s. In 2005, what Spanish tennis player won his first Grand Slam title when he beat Roger Federer at the French Open on his 19th birthday? There's really only one Spanish tennis player that jumps out at me and the timing is about right. So I'm going to say Nadal. Rafael Nadal is correct. All right, off to a strong start. And over to Jamie. Uh, I'll take movies. Okay. Movies for Jamie will be the 50s. Island in the Sky is a 1953 film about a transport plane forced to land in the frozen wastes of Quebec. And the plane's pilot, Captain Dooley, must keep his men alive in deadly conditions while awaiting rescue. It stars Marion Morrison, better known by what name? That would be John Wayne. All right. John Wayne is correct. All right, and we are back over to Tom. Okay, I'll go uh, TV. Okay. We're going back to the 2000s for you. (laughs) (laughs) On October 23rd, 2004, Ashley Simpson infamously appeared as a musical guest on an episode of Saturday Night Live where she was caught lip syncing. What actor was the host that night? What year was it? 2000? 2004. 2004. I mean, I feel like I used to know this. 2004. I don't know. I'm going to pass. All right, Jamie, can you steal? Well, I don't know it, but I'll hedge my bet and say Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is incorrect. Yeah. He's hosted a lot. I mean, I can't yes. see why you did it. <laughs> it's a logical guess. Uh, I, o- I, I always remember this because at the very end of the episode, he kind of apologized to the audience for her. Um, and so that's always been ingrained in my head. It is Jude Law. Okay. Oh, okay. Jude Law was the host. I always kind of remember. 2004 guess there. Yeah. <laughs> when she uh, when she screwed up, and you could obviously what she kind of hi- tried to hide it with like this weird jig thing. It was really yeah, awful. very awkward, it was really dumb. <laughs> uh, 
I, I can tell you this, and I believe she blamed the drummer for, for cueing the wrong thing. I bet uh, he was fired, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I would not be surprised if he was blacklisted for a while sure. from, from performing, because uh, you just, even regardless of whether or not it's fake, you, you don't screw over your, uh, basically your boss like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. No points there. And we are back over to Jamie. Sir, what category would you uh, like? Let's go ahead and hop in Toys and Games. Okay. Figured that'd be early for you. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm sorry, and it's back to the 50s. It's really Oh, wow. It's okay. In 1955, what toy, based on a 1953 short film, hit the market and bent his way into our hearts? Damn it. Um, That's Gumby. That is Gumby, damn it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice clue. I might have gotten there without it, but sailed right there for me. All right. Okay. We'll do music. All right. It's the 2000s. <laughs> what the hell? Jeez, I'm you're killing me. The dice me, are just insane. What 2004 pop rock anthem, written by Max Martin and Dr. Luke, was rejected by both Pink and Hillary Duff before being recorded by a current talk show host? 2000s is not my time. Let's see. Current talk show host. You said the song was in what year? 2004? 2004. Getting a lot of 2004. Mm-hmm. Could you reread it one more time? Yes, sir. What 2004 pop rock anthem, written by Max Martin and Dr. Luke, was rejected by both Pink and Hilary Duff before being recorded by a current talk show host? I'll say... I, know who this, I think I know who the singer is. I don't want to say it out loud, obviously. Feel free if you, if you want. <laughs> it's fine with me. <laughs> Trying to think what the name of the anthem. I have this other song locked in my head, and I can't think of what the anthem song is. I remember we sang it. I'll say Behind These Hazel Eyes. Behind These Hazel Eyes is incorrect. Jamie, can you steal? Yeah, I don't think so. I've been trying to figure out who the talk show host is, and I can't come up with anybody. So I'll just say a 2004 pop rock anthem, which would be like, I'm not even, I don't know. Fireworks. Fireworks is also incorrect. Adam, you got a clue? Yeah, I think the talk show host is going to be Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, that's what I was nah. thinking. I, Shit. I am tying it. Is it either Miss Independent? But I actually would probably guess since you've been gone. That's the since one I was thinking gone. of. Since you've been gone. That's, that's what I was looking for. Okay. I didn't yep. know she had a talk show. I couldn't think of the title of that, that one. I was the one. All right. What's good? Not that you didn't say it, because I would have 100% jumped on it if you would have said Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and I also didn't know Behind Hazel Eyes is a Kelly Clarkson song, I guess, too. So, uh, Where are we? Uh, well, I'm we've picking. had the three 2000s and only two 50s, so we got to wait for another 50s question for Tom. It's Tom's time. No, it's uh, kind of no, Jamie's, Jamie's turn. No, it's Jamie's. Jamie's. <laughs> is it Jamie's turn? No, jo- Jamie's been doing the 2000s. You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm done. I quit. I, I can't, I've been can't, doing can't the even 50s. follow anymore. You've been doing the 50s. Um, so I'll take Literature. Okay. It's not the 50s. Yeah. It's, it's the, the 60s. 60s. <laughs> <laughs> the full title of what 1969 semi-autobiographic anti-war novel by Kurt Vonnegut includes the words, The Children's Crusade, A Duty Dance with Death. Um, I don't think I'm going to be able to get this. Uh... I don't want to guess anything to eliminate anything either. I don't know. I'll pass. 
All right, Tom, can you steal? We repeat the the phrase again. The phrase I, I can reread the whole question if you'd like. Okay. The full title of what 1969 semi-autobiographic anti-war novel by Kurt Vonnegut includes the words, The Children's Crusade, A Duty Dance with Death. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get there. I'll just pass. I don't think I'm going to get there on that one. That's a tough one. All right. Adam, you got a guess? I mean, my guess is only because when I think of Kurt Vonnegut, I think of Bonfire of the Vanities. Is that it? That is not it. Okay. The full title is Slaughterhouse Five or... The Children's Crusade, A Duty Dance with Death. I was looking for Slaughterhouse yeah. Five. I, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have I thought, have thought about that. that. Okay. All right. Well, John's getting all wow. the points this uh, this game. Uh, you know, a couple. Don't Tom. worry. <laughs> we got Tom a little streak going. Uh, and the Bonfire of the Vanities is Tom Wolf. I'm way off. <laughs> <laughs> I was way off. Samsonite. I was way off. <laughs> all right. Tom left. We got news and politics, fashion, slang, and food. Let's go food. Okay. Oh my God! It is. It seriously is the 2000s again. I, I'm not. Dude, I'm not messing you. <laughs> I'm 53 that's how years. The dice, that's how the <laughs> dice is rolling. Whew. All right. In a 2000 episode of Sex in the City, oh my lord, <laughs> Carrie and Miranda visit the Magnolia Bakery in New York City, which sets off a craze for what confection? A cronut. Cronut is incorrect. Hmm. Jamie, can you steal? Well, maybe. I'm trying to think. I haven't seen that episode. I don't think. I don't think I can. But I will guess. Uh, I'll guess muffins. Muffin is also incorrect. Uh, this was the episode that set off the cupcake craze of the really? 2000s. Yep. Okay. I didn't know that was All a right. cupcake tra- craze of the 2000s. <laughs> With like sprinkles and yeah, there was. It was it's, yeah. it's when popular. it's when you start to see the the uptick in in like cupcake specific bakeries. I've just always been about that cupcake life, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you like cupcakes before they were trendy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All the cupcakes uh, I like, you probably never heard of though. <laughs> All right, Jamie. What category would you like? Um, I'll take. I'll just take slang. All right. Mm-hmm. It's the fifties for Jamie this time. Come on. <laughs> Are you using a two sided die? <laughs> or a coin well. as we call them? All right. A bent eight was slang for a hot rod with what? Well, let's see. A bent eight. Slang for a hot rod with what? That's the question. <laughs> I'm totally not question. stalling by just <laughs> Um I mean, eight is probably referring to c- cylinders. So I'll say, shit. I don't. I don't have any idea. I'll say uh, eight cylinders. I will accept eight cylinders. It specifically refers to a V8 engine, but the defining fe- features of a V8 engine is that it has eight cylinders. Okay. So I will accept so, that answer. I was prepared for you to ask me to be more specific, and I was gonna say V8. So. Okay. Yeah, but I'll take it. All right. Remember, there's no cursing on this. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Podcast. <laughs> I'll take it. Poop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it just means more work for John to bleep it out. <laughs> That's right. That's all right. All right, Tom. We got uh, news and fashion left. I'll do news. Let me guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the '80s. Oh, there we go. Uh, We've broken the cycle. Yes. <laughs> Patco. P A T C O. 
declared a strike on August 3rd, 1981, seeking better working conditions, better pay, and a 32-hour work week. The strike caused considerable disruption of the U.S. air transportation system. Resolution came when Ronald Reagan fired over 11,000 striking workers who had ignored the order banning them from federal service for life. PATCO is the professional organization for what profession? That would be air traffic controllers. Yep, PATCO is the Professional Air Traffic Controllers Association. That is correct. Nice one. All right, and that leaves fashion for Jamie. Yes, it does. And we're staying in the 80s. Okay. I think the time that I've given the most, I've cared the most about fashion was probably in the 80s when I was like a tween. Athletic accessories were a massive trend in the early 1980s, and their popularity was largely boosted by the aerobics craze, including what shoe, known as trainers in the UK? Like sneakers? Sneakers is correct. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Sometimes it's just that easy. (laughs) Sometimes I don't try to make it too crazy. All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right, we are uh, doing pretty well here. Jamie is in the lead with 40, and Tom has 20. All right, so still pretty close game. And Tom got to pick first in round one, so now, Jamie, you're going to pick for Tom to start off round two. What category do you want to give to him? Um, I will give him fashion. Okay. No surprise. surprise. Yeah, that's how it goes. Just because I know you wanted it, we're starting off in the 2000s. <laughs> Killing me, Adam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good luck, gentlemen. Speaking of footwear, popular men's accessories of the mid-2000s included many styles of footwear, such as what boot, whose defining feature is the very sharp and long-pointed toe reminiscent of medieval footwear. I know I've seen them, and my wife told me I should get some, and I can't stand them. I don't even know what the name of them is. Um, boot. And you said that last thing you said was it was reminiscent of what? Reminiscent of med- medieval footwear. I'll just say uh, night boots. Night boots is incorrect. Jamie, can you steal? Oh, uh, almost assuredly not. But I'll say like uh, I'll say squire boots. Squire boots is also incorrect. Uh, that last sentence is a little misleading. It's just it was meant to give you a visual, not yeah. necessarily a, a oh. tie to what the name is. Honestly, I could not think of a way of hinting towards the name. I just thought it was the funniest name I've ever seen for footwear, so that's why I included this question. They're called Winkle Pickers. <laughs> and that's why I don't know it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I, you right, know, well, I wear a completely different boot to pick my winkles. I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't use those. I just, call me traditional winkle picker. All right. Well, at least we got fashion out of the way. All right, Tom, what one. category do you want to give to uh, Jamie? I will give him slang. Okay. And it's the 60s. When someone claimed they heard a barking spider perhaps under someone's chair. What has happened? Uh, I think that person has passed gas. Passed gas is correct. <laughs> Barking spider? That's yep. weird. That's the 60s for you. Yep. Yeah. Weird stuff. <laughs> that is made right. up words back then. Yeah. Jamie, what do you want to give to Tom? Oh, let's give him... We didn't really... I didn't really get a, we didn't really get a good feel. Let's give him literature. Or literature, sorry. Or no, 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 or literature. Coming at your. 
Tom. Coming at you yes, <laughs> in the 70s. 70s. All right. This question is brought to us by David Abalafia. Thank you, David. Okay. What award-winning 1979 novel has the following plot? A Polish survivor of Nazi concentration camps lives with an American Jew obsessed with the Holocaust. Their happiness is endangered by her ghosts and his obsessions. Thank you, David. <laughs> <laughs> Read that one more time. Mm -hmm. What award-winning 1979 novel has the following plot? A Polish survivor of Nazi concentration camps lives with an American Jew obsessed with the Holocaust. Their happiness is endangered by her ghosts and his obsessions. I have no idea. I'll pass. All right. Jamie, can you steal? Um, I think it might be a little late for this one, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, Green Eggs and Ham. Uh, green Eggs and Ham is incorrect. Oh. Uh, this is Sophie's Choice. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was actually thinking that as a joke because I thought the plot to that was much, much different. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I've only heard about the choice, not about the actual rest yeah. of the plot. <laughs> Tom, I feel like it's me and you versus Adam in this game. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> or at least Adam's yeah. die. Uh, my role, yeah, yeah, the role. Yeah. Adam yep. can kiss Don't that bourbon me. goodbye. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. I have nothing to offer Adam. <laughs> oh, it's the 80s and 90s for uh, <laughs> Tom every time. Yeah, I got 50s again. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jamie, what category do you want to give to Tom? Uh, other way. Yep. Other way around. Oh, that, yeah, I'm giving sorry. it to him. I will give him news. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's the 60s. A police raid that began in the early morning hours of June 28, 1969 in Greenwich Village produced what protest named for the gay bar where the raid happened? Um... I know this. Give me one second and I will pick it. Will you winkle pick it? <laughs> Give me a second. I'll winkle pick this one. Do you have your shoes on? Oh, no, I don't. Let me slip my boots on really quick uh, before I think of the Stonewall Riots. Stonewall Riots is correct. <laughs> All right. And now Jamie's picking for Tom. Mm -hmm. Now I will give him Toys and Games. Oh, interesting. No, that's a favorite of yours. It, you know, it is, but the other ones are also good. It's the 70s. Space Invaders got there first, but what 1979 arcade game by Namco showed us the future of the space shooter genre with its crisp multicolor graphics, dive-bombing enemies, and twinkle starfield backdrop? Well, it's one of two. I'll say, uh, gosh, 1979. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, one of two. This is killing me. I'll say Galaxian. Galaxian is correct nice. nice was it that and galaga yep. in your head yeah yeah i uh, yep i always got i had it too it's like which one was first which one was second yeah good poll nice all right tom what category do you want to give to jamie left we've got movies music tv sports and food we'll go food all right food for jamie and it's the 50s. <laughs> wow. That's America. Come on. What are you doing to me? You might need to signal an SOS if you didn't like this common 50s dish that was made with thinly sliced meat, cream sauce, and bread. Huh. So I know what SOS stands for in this food thing, but you told me there's no cussing on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So 
It's probably not that. I don't think you'd write in a question, although I did lose to a question you wrote in last time because of the cussing nature of it. So I can clearly not choose a wine in front of me. But, okay, well, I'll just, I'm just going to say on a shingle and make you do the editing. I will accept it. I was actually looking for chipped beef. But that is the beef. that is chipped beef is the actual culinary term. The sailor's term or the military term is S on a shingle. Okay, I will accept that. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. oh, cool. I'll take it. Thanks, mom, <laughs> for making that you know so much when I was mm-hmm. a child. Although we normally did it with like sausage gravy. It's like sausage gravy on okay. toast. Our dad uh, always did it with like a like a like a cheap kind of like a. Like a budding kind of cheap chip cheap beef kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew it was chip beef, but I was like, I couldn't figure out where the SOS came into it. Yeah, I had no idea. On that. Yeah, that that's uh that's the military parlance for chip beef is hmm. S on a shingle. Got it. Okay. All right. Jimmy. Let's go ahead and give him music. Okay. And it's also the fifties. What band leader and percussionist, known especially for the timbales? helped front the Latin jazz craze of the 1950s and 60s with tunes such as Ran Can Can and Oye Como Va. He also guest starred in the famous Who Shot Mr. Burns two-part episode of The Simpson. This is so much easier when I'm listening to it on the radio. <laughs> Say it one more time, John, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's all right. What band leader and percussionist, known especially for the timbales, helped front the Latin jazz craze of the 1950s and 60s with tunes such as Ran Can Can and Oye Como Va. He also guest starred in the famous Who Shot Mr. Burns two-part episode of The Simpsons. I'll have to pass. I've just It's drawn a blank. I know who it is. I just can't draw it. I can't figure it out. All right, Jamie, can you steal? Well, I can only really think of one name, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going to say, is it Herb Albert? Herb Albert from Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass is incorrect. Yeah. Adam... Yes, I mean, when I think Oyo Komova, I think of Santana, but I know mm-hmm. so that's that's not it. But I remember the Simpsons episode, and I remember the guy playing the uh, the you know the drums, and I remember that episode. Was his first name was it Tito? It is Tito Puente. Ah, that's the it. Name yeah, of the okay. Guy, Tito Puente. There, yeah. Sorry, Tom. I know that look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all I... right. Where are we? He's picking um... for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's yeah, totally. I got this, guys. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> I'll okay. do the rolling from now on too, if that's all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. So let's give them sports. Okay. And it's the sixties. I had a single not, 90s not a single nineties question. question yeah. No. In 1964, what country became the first Asian nation to host the Olympics? It is considered by some to be one of the best organized and most successful most successful Olympic Games in history. You said 1964? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. And this is like memorizing all the Olympics is is an easy thing that I've that I'm like, oh I should do that. Just, you know, kinda just to know them. Uh, but I haven't. So I will say in sixty-four I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get there, but I will just say, I'll just say China. China 
is incorrect. Yeah. Tom, can you steal? The first the first country that popped into my head, I'm not sure if this is right or not, but I want to say the 64 Olympics were in Tokyo, Japan. Japan is correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I needed All that right. one. Yeah, mm-hmm. very helpful. All right. Uh, we just got TV. Oh, we got TV and movies left. Jamie is picking for time. Yep, Jamie's picking. Oh, I am. Uh, let's give him. What do I want? I probably want movies, so let's give him TV. Okay. Hey, it is the '90s finally. <laughs> Better than the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> A doll called Cynthia belongs to what '90s cartoon character? Oh, name. Oh, what is that girl's? I don't even know if I'm trying to think of the right character's name. For some reasons. Oh my god. I'm gonna kick myself if this is it. I don't know. I'm gonna have to pass. I'm gonna say go through the alphabet again and again. I'm not gonna get it. All right, Jamie, can you steal? Well, no, not really. But uh, let's see. I've got it narrowed down to a couple. I'm just gonna say which ones I have it narrowed down to. One's Angelica. I've never seen Rugrats. I don't think it was a little. I was a little too old for it. The other one is Dot from the Animaniacs. Um, I don't know that either one had a, a doll or anything about it, so I will just say I'll say Angelica. I'll go with that one. That's the one I was trying to decide. I... Angelica Pickles is correct. Oh wow! All right. Oh, yep. I almost That's said Pickles. But I didn't. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie got the steal, and he gets movies to end the round. Adam, what uh, decade are we doing? All right. We are doing the 60s. Of course. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) What film, named for the capital of Sudan, starred Charlton Heston as British General Charles Chinese Gordon, who led the Egyptian troops during the siege of the city in 1884 and 1885? Well, I can't really... I mean, I've never seen the movie... I don't really know much about it, but I'm just trying to think of like movies named after places that I've never seen and don't know anything about. I'll say Ishtar. Ishtar is incorrect. Tom, can you steal? Hey, read it one more time. What film, named for the capital of Sudan, starred Charlton Heston as British General Charles Chinese Gordon, who led the Egyptian troops during the siege of the city in 1884 through 1885? Tom, I like that your concentration face just looks like you fell asleep. <laughs> I know. I'm going through the, my thing is I go through the alphabet. Like just every letter is like, does, it, does that ring a bell? Like that Angelica one, A, was just dinging, dinging. I just couldn't get it, though. Um, let's see. The capital of Sudan. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Adam, you have a guess? As someone who's played the game pan- Pandemic, I would expect you might know this. I should, but I don't remember the uh, capitalist of Sudan. Uh, it is Khartoum. Oh, okay. Khartoum. Hey. All right, that is the end of uh, round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right. Jamie does have the lead with 80. Tom is not completely left out of it because uh, nobody could get that last question, and he did luckily get that steal from in sports Great steal. before he got stolen back but uh he is just in there with 40 so he's doubled up but it does mean and we have seen this happen before of a comeback of uh massive proportions massive. in our final round massive 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's find out what categories are going to go into that final round. So, Jamie, since you're in the lead, which category would you like to add? Okay. So last time I was on, I think I went with the strategy of just picking stuff I know and then trying to win all the points. And it did not work at all. Um, so let's do that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's pick. I know what he's going to pick. So I will go ahead and just do movies. No, no, no. Okay. I'll do music. I need a redemption for music. Okay. And it's the 60s. Come on, Adam. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just how it rolls. (laughs) All right. And Tom, what category would you like to add? I got to go sports. Okay. I'm terrible at sports, by the way, too. So, (laughs) yeah. Sports is the 90s. All right. So, gentlemen, based on 60s music and 90s sports, go ahead and write down your bids. I'm good. Locked in. Okay. Got it. What's the record, by the way, before we go? What's the all-time record? Uh, the all-time record is 280 points. Okay. Did uh, I score any Eric multipliers e. during the game <laughs> at all? <laughs> no multipliers. No multipliers. If, you, right. if, you, if you roll a natural 20 and crit, you maybe will give you yeah, okay. a little extra all right. bonus. <laughs> all right. Here is your 60s music question. Robert Allen Zimmerman is considered by many to be not only the greatest songwriter of the 60s, but the greatest of all time. He is better known by what name? And your 90s sports question. Stormy, Cola, and Elma led their team to victory in the 1909 rendition of what event? They finished in nine days, 14 hours, 31 minutes, and seven seconds. While our contestants are thinking about their answers, we want you guys to go check out bfopnetwork.com. That's bfopnetwork.com to find another nostalgic podcast that you will treasure. You'll love it. You're going to adore everything on the BFOP Network. So that's bfopnetwork.com. All right, I'm ready. I'm locked in. I'm ready also. All right, well, let's uh, find out what you wrote down. Tom says you were behind. What were your answers to the questions? For the music question... Um, I went off of Robert and it was ringing a bell and I put Bob Dylan and for the sports question with the pet sounding names and the length of the, the race, I put the Iditarod. All right. And Jamie. So same. I didn't have any idea what the actual answer was, but going off Robert and the fact that he, he said he was a considered one of the best songwriters of all times. I went Bob Dylan, and then the I did a rock, because those are definitely dog names. All right. Well, let's find out the answers to the questions for 60s music. Robert Allen Zimmerman is better known as Bob Dylan. And in 90s sports, Stormy Cola and Elma led their team to victory in the 1999 I did a rod. So good job. Both of you guys got your questions correct, but it's definitely going to come down to bids. Let's see how you did. Tom, how much did you bid? I bid all of it. All right. And Jamie? Well, I was not confident with sports and was not confident with 60s music, so I bid none of it. Big old all right. goose egg for me. So, Adam, what is our score? Mm-hmm. All right. At the end of our final round, we are all tied up 80 to 80, <laughs> which means we have got to do a tiebreaker to figure out who's going to win this one. Yeah. Do you have one ready? I've got one ready. All right. You want to go? I'll let you ask it. 
All right, so our tiebreakers are kind of like the pub style. We are going to be, uh, it's going to be a number-based question, and whoever is closest, we're not doing prices Right rules, just whoever is closest to the correct answer will get the extra bonus point, if you will, or will win our game, all right? All right, so our tiebreaker question. My favorite hockey player of all time is Ron Hextall, and he ended his career with the most penalty minutes for any goalie. How many total penalty minutes did he have in his career? Is there a, was there a randomly determined this would be a sports question, or you just <laughs> you just jockeying for that whiskey? It, yeah. You heard I'm from Atlanta. <laughs> there is no it's hockey just, knowledge yeah, in here. It's, <laughs> it's just just how it turned up. The most been, and this is a just straight up closest to not a no going over. Or Correct. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no prices right rules. This is whoever's closest. So, can you read the question one more time? Of course, my favorite hockey player of all time is Ron Hextall. He ended his career with the most penalty minutes for any goalie. How many total pen- penalty minutes did he have in his career? Hmm. And I'll show off my Ron Hextall jersey right there. Oh, nice. There. Does that say, does he, did, can you just zoom in? That's cool. Like, to Adam, <laughs> I had 400 <laughs> penalty minutes. <laughs> no, uh, it, was, it says first goalie to score because he was also the very first goalie to ever shoot the puck and shoot it down the length of the ice and score a goal so he did that no kidding uh, like (laughs) yeah it was like 87 something like that it was really impressive all right i sent you my guess one dollar send it on facebook (laughs) is that what you're doing that's wherever you want you can just i actually sent mine you can just post yours if you want in the chat or you can even just say it or whatever i don't care i'm not changing mine okay I put it on the Facebook. I said 1,600. Okay. All right. Let me do quick math. <laughs> I said far, far less. <laughs> I don't. I, I have no basis of knowledge on this at all. So, Jamie, why don't you go ahead and say what you... I said 200. I mean, I figure that's like, you know, 60 penalties, which is, now that I'm thinking about it, far, far too low. I'm thinking mine's far, far too high. But obviously, it's somewhere in the <laughs> middle of Adam's right in the middle. The, the <laughs> all right. I was doing my math. Uh, and the correct answer for how many total penalty minutes was 569. Uh, so, well done, yes, Jamie. Jamie, Jamie was only off by 369, and Tom was off by 1,031. So the winner of today's game is the die. Oh, sorry. Is <laughs> the die, <laughs> but also Jamie Tunia squeaked in there. All right. Good job. I'm glad that that came down to a tiebreaker. That was actually more fun. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on. Uh, that was a great game, uh, Tom. Unfortunately, uh, since uh, you lost this one, we'll let you have uh, first uh, first crack at any uh, words you want to say. If you want to curse Adam and his diet, no, no, bourbon. Bring me bourbon. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> You're getting Evan Williams green. Oh no, <laughs> it's junk swill. They don't even it's make swill. it. He's making his own. Yeah, I'll mix Evan you Williams something orange. Out. Yeah. No, the um the biggest thing that happened to me recently is I uh, I got married about one year and five days ago. So New Year's Day, yep. Um so shout out to my wife Lori and uh guys I really enjoy your show a lot and um uh look forward to every Tuesday when it's dropped and um so keep keep up the good work. Oh, thank you very much. Uh Jamie you get the last word here. Does your show comes out on Tuesdays? I never realized that. I just every once in a while shows up, and I'm like, oh, cool, another one. Um, I'm a big fan too. I, I really like the format and everything. Uh, I like the questions. 
Um, I just I, I don't like the fifties and sixties. I can tell you that. <laughs> I would uh, much rather have fifties and sixties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to everybody. Uh, everybody's making this possible. All the new Patreons that keep these guys fed so they can do this, uh, or you know, somewhat. Um, yeah, it's this is a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to you guys, really. Are you still doing your trivia podcast? Uh, it, it has been on hiatus, but because uh, I've started a new job um, and I'm kind of over like that, like new job hump. So I mm-hmm. will be starting it back up again. And it's Geek Good. Trivia Online. There's three episodes out there. I have one that I recorded that I never edited. Uh, and then I will be going back to it and starting it anew. I also stopped running my in-person trivia night. So it's actually going to be way, way easier to do the podcast now that I'm not writing questions okay. double the amount of questions. Good. It was a solid show. Yep. I liked it. It was fun. It. Mm-hmm. And I believe Adam and I are on one of the yeah, episodes. Episode two or episode, something like that. Yeah, yeah, episode two. Yep. All right. Well, that was Adam, and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast, or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.